0: Hi, I'm Marcia. Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Today we are going to talk about being lukewarm. Jeremiah 2.13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. What does it mean to be lukewarm? It means moderately warm, tepid, having or expressing little enthusiasm or conviction. When we're testing something to be lukewarm, we don't want it to be too hot, and we don't want it to be too cold. Unfortunately, in the Christian faith, there are lukewarm people. But think about this. If Daniel had conducted his behavior like a lukewarm Christian, he would not have had the occasion of having the favor of God's blessings upon his life. He would not have prophesied to King Nebuchadnezzar speaking honestly to him about the events that he would go through. He would have been straddling the fence. He would have instead been like the false magicians, and sorcerers that King Nebuchadnezzar had looked to for answers, but found none. When we are lukewarm Christians, we want to be a form of godliness, but we aren't ready to give up and let go of that lifestyle that we lived in the world. We want to be a part of the in crowd. We don't want to miss out on the fun. In truth, it is sin. It is deceptive. It is a stumbling block, and it is deadly. You might say, well, we all are going to die. And that's true. We will die the physical death. But is it worth being spiritually separated from God for eternity? Eternity goes on forever. There is no end. If you are separated from God, you will not reside in heaven. You will be in torment in hell. As a lukewarm Christian, there is little enthusiasm in doing what God tells us in his word to do. And conviction doesn't hit the spirit. It doesn't trigger remorse. The more you sin, the harder your interior becomes. God did not call us to fit in with everyone else, but instead to be set apart. But to be set apart means to live by his word thereby becoming holy it is not hard to live a life of holiness if you truly want to live for god many people consider themselves to be a christian but they are not fully vested not fully committed to god when we are fully committed to the lord we follow his commandments when he says do not fornicate we listen and obey and we refrain from having sex outside of marriage. We may mess up, but we seek to make it right in the eyes of God, asking for forgiveness and repenting, turning away from that sin for good and continue seeking his face for a deeper relationship. The way of the lukewarm, it's neither hot nor cold, These individuals claim to be a Christian, but feel comfortable living in sin. They will seek to justify it. They will say things like, people don't pay any attention to those things anymore. That's old fashioned. Or everybody does it. It's not a big deal now. My mom used to say, if they jump off a bridge, will you follow and jump off too? my answer was always quick no what we do may not be a big deal to others but it is a big deal to god being lukewarm does it make you a people of god we tend to overlook disobedience as a serious issue but how can you serve god correctly if you are not obedient to him there are people who truly believe that they are Christians, but disobedient choices open the door to Satan. You've been told to leave that thing alone. Stop doing that. You believe it to be harmless. But when you open those doors, demons enter in. They place strong chains of bondage on you. Then you wonder why the devil is moving objects around in your house. Or tormenting your soul. There is a reason God placed someone in your path to tell you to stop. He will put three someones in your path from different walks of life to tell you the same thing, to get your attention. But in your stubborn pride, you carry on being hard headed. On the verge of falling to pieces because you can't cope. And you still cry to him and ask, why are you going through those troubles? Can I get you to take a minute and think about what the Lord said to you? Oh, but you didn't think the Lord spoke through three different people because you don't think that he will talk through someone else and drop a word on you. Okay, continue on in your pride, being hard-headed, and he will let you, because you won't listen to his counsel. Some of you play with demons, thinking you have a new best friend, a secret friend. Stop playing with what you don't understand. It's a fallen angel, and they're called demons. You are playing in the demonic realm and believe you have a special supernatural friend. That so-called friend will show you how friendly they are when they suddenly turn your life upside down and take you into hell, which is their final destination. But they want to make it your final destination also. They aren't here to be your friend. They are here to take you out. In the Old Testament, we read about the Israelites and how one minute they are devoted to God and then rebellious the next, following after pagan gods and living their lives accordingly, forsaking God. To forsake means to quit, leave entirely, abandon, desert, to give up on, renounce. God sent the prophet Jeremiah to speak with his people, to tell them why they were in judgment. It says in Jeremiah 2-7, And I brought you into a plentiful country, to eat the fruit thereof, and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land, and made mine heritage an abomination." And it tells us in Jeremiah five nineteen. And when the people ask, Why has the Lord our God done all this to us? You will tell them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land. So now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. God still sends prophets to speak a word to his people in our present day. Problem is, most of those who speak a word into your life, trying to give you what God wants you to know, you're not willing to listen to. We do the same thing in our present day that they did back then. But if it wasn't okay with God back then, it's not okay with God now. And the people rejected Jeremiah. Most of them would not listen to him at all. They ignored him. They were angry with him. His life was at stake most of the time. We choose to not listen either when God puts a prophet in our path because we don't want to hear it. We don't want to believe it. When Jeremiah gave the word of God back then, they simply could have prayed to the Lord and asked him if this message was true, if this prophet was true, and if this message was meant for them. We could do the same thing today. We could pray and ask God if this prophet is real. Are these messages for us? Are they from you, Lord? But we won't do it. We say, let's wait and see if it comes to pass. Only in our day, when it comes to pass, more than likely it's going to be too late. For those who will listen, he is calling for you to make your choice. Secure your salvation. Build a relationship with him. This world is not going to continue on forever. As we near the prophecy of revelation, we are going to need to be right with God. Whether you die before those things come to pass, or you have to walk through some of them. Your one-on-one relationship with God, your righteousness with God, is going to be the most important thing that matters. When we put forth the effort to serve God, we will actively seek to live for Him and do His will, put forth every effort to bring mind, body, and soul into submission to Him. Calamities came throughout the Bible, and they will continue to come for us. But we who are serving God in truth not halfway, not sometimes, but in loyalty all the time. We are the ones that God will protect and deliver no matter what the situation is. He is not interested in lukewarm. Lukewarm is here today and gone tomorrow. Pledge faithfulness, but their heads turn toward the in crowd. What's popular and that is where you will find them. They forsake God, chasing after something that holds no power. God is interested in faithfulness, trust, and being loyal to his word, secure in your service to him, and determined to endure till the end. That is what God is interested in. My closing prayer. Lord, pierce through the darkness, shed light on the deception in hearts. Quicken our spirit to a greater understanding of your plan for our lives. I pray for those who straddle the fence of indecision. I pray for their spirit to feel drawn to gaining knowledge and understanding of who you are, living a holy life for you. I pray that they make their election sure. In the name of Jesus. Amen.